6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. The Prime Minister outlined a new climate plan today. Trudeau told the Canadian oil industry that it should use the massive bump in profits from the current surge in prices to fund a transition to cut their admissions. Uh, the Prime Minister saying the government's new climate action plan is its boldest and most specific step yet. It projects the oil and gas industry will need to cut emissions by 42%, 42% by 2030 if the country is to meet its targets. Uh, Justin Trudeau believing that this is achievable. It's ambitious because it will get us to 40% lower emissions by 2030 compared to 2005 and keep us on track to net zero by 2050. And so the new climate plan includes a tougher schedule to shift to electric vehicles as well, promising that one in five new passenger vehicles will be battery operated within four years. So what does all of this mean for the oil and gas industry? Well, let's talk about that with Richard Masson, who is the chairman, the World Petroleum Council Canada, an executive fellow, the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary. Richard, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Jalen. Uh, give me an idea of what went through your mind when you heard about this today. Uh, you heard the, the Prime Minister's plans. Is it doable? Well, you know, the 2030 target seems very ambitious, uh, just given how difficult it is to actually build things in Canada. We've put in place a lot of um, regulatory processes and consultation processes to make sure that we take account of all the stakeholder concerns. Um, and those don't really offer shortcuts. So the way I like to think of things, you know, I'm an oil sands background person. Typically, you would do two years of engineering and consultation, put in a regulatory application. Maybe you'd get a, uh, an approval in two years, then maybe two years to build. So six years from when you want to start something to when hmm. it's in operation. And that's probably pretty optimistic. And we only have eight years between now and 2030. So it's requiring a whole lot of activity in a very near term to achieve that target. All right. So then what does this mean then? You, you, you know, very ambitious. You just outlined kind of the time frames for things, talking about how, you know, challenging that can be. What does, what's this going to mean for, for the industry? Well, the good news is, you know, we've been working on this as an industry and as, as uh, you know, a country for a long time, mm -hmm. right? So the oil sands have always faced pressure over the last couple decades. Um, they've managed to drop the intensity of uh, producing by 20% over the last decade. The six biggest operators formed the pathway to net zero. They control 90% of oil sands production. They were already saying we w we're working to achieve net zero by 2050 in alignment with the Paris goals. They have a team that they put together who's working on things like carbon capture and storage. Uh, next week, the federal budget is, uh, you know, slated to announce a, a tax credit to support that. And so we're already partway down the path. Now the question will become, how quickly can we move? You know, is everybody in alignment? One of the most important things will be, you know, do investors from pension funds and mutual funds and individual investors believe that we're gonna be able to achieve lower CO2 intensity production? over the next few decades, because if, if they don't think it's gonna last, if they don't think the federal government's gonna to continue to support ongoing production, then they may not be willing to allow companies to invest in what they need to do to reduce greenhouse gases. And that's particularly important given you know what Russia did in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm.
Richard, there's um, there's a lot of folks out there um, hearing this news today, thinking that once again the oil and gas industry is being unfairly targeted. Is it? Well, it's a big it's a big ask. You know, forty percent reduction in eight years is a very big ask. I'm not sure that it's achievable. But, you know, the, the industry, I don't think, is worried about aspirational targets. Like I said, they have already been working on this Pathways to Net Zero plan for some time now. And so they have set their own targets, you know, just to give you some numbers. The federal target requires 80 megaton reduction from the entire oil and gas industry. That would include things like methane reduction as well as oil sands. The Pathways to Net Zero folks said that they think they could achieve a 22 megaton reduction by 2030 just because it takes a long time to build these projects. So we're going in the same direction. The question, I think, is how quickly can we get there? And, you know, 2030 is pretty early, but 2035 or 2040, if we're all aligned and pulling in the same direction, I think we can we can make a lot of difference. Richard, has there been uh, a lot of conversation back and forth between uh, the... the the commission or the, i'm sorry the world petroleum uh, council the 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 federal government uh, oil and and gas uh, leaders has there been conversation about this because it seems to me um you know, when we talk about these these timelines, uh, you know, obviously you're saying it's it, it, very ambitious on from the federal government side. Industry saying, hey, you know, we're working towards this. We're off probably maybe about a decade, whatever that is. Seems like there's a disconnect. Well, there's, you know, I, I try not to get too far into politics, <laughs> but, you know, each each government makes its own promises and then they have to find ways to support achieving that. that. And so the federal government said they wanted to reduce by 40% by 2030 in the last election. Mm -hmm. This is their path to get there. Whether that's achievable is, is a big question, right? So now they're going to consult with the oil and gas in, industry over the balance of this year to set an actual cap for the industry. Right now, this is a, you know, a target, not a cap on emissions. And, and whether you know, that lines up with this target, yeah. I guess, remains to be seen. Because it you know, I, I was saying to a, an interviewer earlier today, the federal aspirational cap is one thing, but if you can get alignment and buy-in between industry, indigenous stakeholders, and the government, all saying this is, you know, it's a stretch target, but it's something we're all going to work mm -hmm. towards, you're very much more likely to see a positive outcome. And I really hope that's what happens over the next few months, is everybody kind of says, look, we can't shortcut regulatory um, issues. We can't shortcut consultation. If we do, we'll just end up in court. So some of this is going to take time to implement because there's many billions of dollars to be spent to try and address these big problems. And so, you know, some of it's going to take time, but if we're all pulling in the same direction, we've got a good chance of getting there. Last question for you, Richard. You've been involved with uh, oil and gas for right, three, four decades now. You've, you've seen a, a lot of change. Can you, can you, you know, sum it up for, for my listeners today on, 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 on how much change you've seen over the past number of years? I, I would say I'm probably more optimistic right now than I have been in a long time for Canada. We have all kinds of good ideas. We've had a lot of companies developing new technologies that are ready to be implemented, you know, on production, on transportation, on carbon capture. We have the reservoirs to allow us to put carbon in the ground and keep it there forever. That's unique to us. It, you know, not many places in the world have that. You know, we have lots of expertise. The question will be, can we bring the financing in that we need because it's billions of dollars? Will we have the government support to allow that to happen? But I, I'm really optimistic. And, you know, we have many new things like hydrogen yeah. and, you know, of course, wind and solar in our province. 
and so, um, you know, our organization, the World Petroleum Council, is going to host the World Petroleum Congress in September of 2023, so 18 months from now, where we bring the world to Calgary to show what what is going on in Cal in Canada, and talk about what's what the world needs to do. So, I think we have a lot to offer the world, both in what we're doing mm. and what we can do. So I'm very optimistic. Yeah, you're, you're very optimistic, but I can tell you that my, a lot of my listeners this afternoon are rightly ticked off. They're, t- they're ticked off by this news. I, I understand that, but I, I'd say to them, everybody you know, in a global context is trying to find ways to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions. And investors in particular, pension funds, mutual funds, all those kind of things, endowments for universities, they're, they're subject to these things. And so Canada really needs to be able to put its best message forward. We are working on this. We have a path to move forward. We're ahead of many countries. Mm-hmm. And so we need to get the message to investors from around the world that we are a good place to put your money because we are going to achieve lower greenhouse gas intensity. We, in, in particular, if, if the world is going to try and say we're not going to take Russian oil and they're a huge producer that we really need to um, make sure we're not taking their oil, then Canada's going to have to step in. We sit on the third largest reserves in the world. So how do we make sure the message gets out that we can be a responsible producer of that oil and we can do it in alignment with the, the world's objectives to make sure we don't end up you know, bearing the cost of climate change? So, so it's a complex discussion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think we're getting closer to understanding how complex it is. It's, you know, we can't just turn off the tap. So let's make sure we produce things in a sustainable way over the next few decades. And Richard, uh, a lot of work to be done, and certainly a complex is the right word. I sure appreciate you taking the time to join us this afternoon. Thank you for this. It was great to be here. Thanks, Julie. Yeah, take care. Richard Masson is the chairman of the World Petroleum Council Canada, as well as executive fellow at the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary. Interesting. I, I, I was really interested with uh, with a lot that he had to say there. One of the, one of the things that I want to note here uh, before we move on, and I, I want you to hear more from from the prime minister, from the environment minister as well, coming up on the other side of traffic. Canada has issued at least eleven plans when it comes to this. They've sent nine different emissions targets since 1988. Uh, the country has never met a single one of them.